0: Imagine you're walking on this walk path, this dirt walk path. It's full of rocks and sharp, jagged things and, you know, basically we'll, we'll pretend this path is called suffering. And right there, there's a fork in the path. And on the left side is continued rocky and jagged bumps and, and dark, cloudy skies and, and it's just miserable, right? And on the right would be a beautiful, smooth, awesome path. Sunlight, grassy fields, you got butterflies and birds and it's just perfect temperature and everything else. So here's the split in the road. Let's call that the Noble Eightfold Path. There's a sign there. like maybe I'll create that. I'm gonna create that graphic for this cast actually. We'll call that the Noble Eightfold Path. This is something that the Buddha came up with um, and he taught this Eightfold Path in virtually all of his discourses and they're actually really really similar to a lot of things like in Christianity the Ten Commandments and there's many many uh, spiritual traditions that, that follow the same kind of stuff but this is very distinct to Buddhism and, and the Buddha and what he taught to find your way away from suffering so let's take this path together okay again in the Noble Eightfold Path and um okay so where do i begin let's because i've already covered some of the eightfold path but um let's just get started right away with right speech and they called the following three speech action and livelihood be or he called um in ethical conduct and basing these things, the following three, on love, compassion, love and compassion, basically. And the ethical three are, again, right speech, right action, and right livelihood. It's an ethical way of living. So starting with right speech, it means abstaining from telling lies, from backstabbing and slanderous talk, bringing about hatred and Disunity and disharmony. Basically, everything we read in the news, it seems that it's it's primarily not right speech. We want to abstain from heart being harsh or rude or impolite, abusive language, and so forth. Um, useless slander and foolish babble and gossip. That is not considered wise. So again, let's substitute right for wise, if you want wise speech but for this particular talk, we're gonna talk about right speech, so that's right speech. So instead, we wanna use words that are friendly, that are pleasant and gentle and meaningful, they're useful, they're not spoken recklessly, they're they're spoken with kindness and love. And if you can't think of something nice to say, as my mother used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, there's such a thing as noble silence. If you can't say anything useful, try to be silent this is something I struggle with I struggle with all of these right and so I'm just I'm just glad that I found them and glad that I have work to do as Joyce Meyer uh, often says um, I'm better than I used to be but I'm not where I want to be or I'm I'm," how does she say it I'm not where I want to be but better than I used to be either way the premise is the same so remember noble silence unless you have something nice to say that's probably the best way to put it here The next would be right action. Okay, let's talk about right action again. Because that's aiming at promoting moral, honorable, and and peaceful conduct. Um, It's telling us that we should abstain from destroying life, from stealing, from dishonest dealings, from inappropriate sexual stuff. um, And instead, we should help others lead a peaceful and honorable life in the right way. Let me use that metaphor again. Okay, pretend we're on that path, this happy path. As soon as we start going down the path, imagine that we're smiling and we're whistling and we're saying happy things. We're saying nice things to people we see. And we are doing uh, good, honorable, peaceful things. We're going down this path with good, peaceful conduct. All right, so next would be the right livelihood. So we're on this path now and we wanna make sure that we have livelihood that abstains from making your profession that brings harm to others, such as arms, trades, and weapons, and drinks, and poisons, and killing animals, and cheating, and so forth, and so on. We wanna live that good, clean, ethical life. Um, and and so, so keep that in mind, keep that in mind. So just get, you know, a livelihood that helps contribute to others in a very positive way. So, those three are the ethical conduct parts of the path: speech, action, and livelihood. Um, and the next, the next bunch, we'll talk about um, mental discipline. And the mental disciplines would would uh, let's start with right effort, because right effort is ener- is the energetic will to avoid evil or prevent evil or unwholesome states of mind from arising. It's to get rid of unwholesome states that have already arisen within, a, within yourself. You know, I mean, how many of us have that? So a whole unwholesome state might be that I'm grouchy. Um, and, and it's that I want to take efforts to move away from that. So that's, that's right effort. Um, and instead to develop and bring to perfection wholesome states of mind that are already there. Okay, so that's more or less right effort. Right, mindfulness is being diligently aware. You know, being mindful, attentive to what's going on inside of your body. Uh, sensations or feelings. Activities that are in your mind. Ideas, thoughts, concepts. You know, be, being mindful of everything going on in your in your mind or in your life. But mostly in your mind and in your body too, actually. Um, so that's right mindfulness as as regard to ideas thoughts concepts and things um, one should know their nature know how they appear and disappear how how your feelings have developed how they're suppressed destroyed and so on just sort of keep an eye on that you know what makes you think what you think and what makes you push away what you push away and so forth Um, so keep that in mind for right mindfulness Right concentration, um, which is the third and last factor of the mental discipline. So remember the the mental disciplines are right concentration, right mindfulness, and right effort. So right concentration. um, How do I start with this? Um, I guess we could put it this way. So the, the, the last factor of the mental discipline is right concentration and it leads to the four stages of what they call dhyana, uh, generally called trance uh, or re- recument. And the first stage of dhyana, passionate desires and certain unwholesome thoughts like like sensuous lusts, you know, lust, lustful thoughts and things, um, ill will or anger or worrisome thoughts, restlin- restlessness, uh, and all doubt are all discarded, and feelings of joy and happiness are maintained. So it's kind of like putting that stuff aside to allow the joy and happiness to bubble up along with you. Does that makes sense. So, so it basically means don't concentrate like you're grabbing your fist together, white knuckling it. Just relax, relaxing your grip on things like worry, restlessness doubt, sensual lust and things, let that go and you'll have more feelings of joy and happiness because they're going to be exposed. It's going to be a lot like the churned up water with all the dirt and mud and stuff and you let that settle and you'll see joy and happiness there if you let those things go. Um, so that that's an important part of, of uh, right concentration. Um, the last stage of this, Dhyana, are, are all sensations, even happiness and unhappiness, joy and sorrow, disappear. And what's left, again, are equanimity and awareness are remaining. I think that's the bottom line, especially with concentration, is that the underlying layer, the bare bones, the original energy, I'll call it, the original energy, is that of equanimity, happiness. It's there. It's already there. That's, that's what's fascinating. Because basically, we're stripping away all the garbage and all the layers to expose that inner soft center that's already there. So, so now we're now we're uh, now we've developed those uh, through right effort, mindfulness, and concentration. Um, let's go on to the last two, which are named usually named anyway. Uh, what's well? It's right thought and right understanding i guess we could call it that we'll call it we'll call it understanding right thought and right understanding and this constitutes the wisdom parts of the noble eightfold path um, because there's there's wisdom behind this so let's talk about right thought the right thought denotes the thoughts of selfless renunciation or detaching um, thoughts of love and thoughts of nonviolence, which are extended to all beings. Again, that's who we are. That's how we're made. We're actually created out of that, and that's what we want to go back to. So let me talk to uh, to God, God people, godly people, or Christians, if you will, or spiritual people that aren't even Buddhists. Let's say, okay, that we're all born. With that innate kindness of nonviolence, we're all we're all born with that. That's how we were created. God, God creates us all. Nature, God creates everything that way. We're already that way, and automatically, it's innate in us. Um, so keep that in mind. You know, with with right thought. So this clearly shows us that the the true wisdom um, is endowed with these noble qualities, um, and that all thoughts of selfish desire and hatred and violence are really a lack of wisdom. That's really what it comes down to, whether it be social, political, or individual, or whatever, that uh, it's just the wisdom part of the training that, that we're lacking, because the right thought of nonviolence and stuff, it's already there. Right understanding is understanding things the way they are. And that's really the emphasis of the Four Noble Truths. That that's just how things are. It's uh, So right, right understanding, therefore, is ultimately reduced to the understanding of these Four Noble Truths. Um, that that uh, the understanding is the highest wisdom which sees, really, the ultimate reality. And according to Buddhism, there's two sorts of understanding. Um, what we call understanding is knowledge, um, an accumulated memory, you know, in your memory banks. Um, an international, I'm sorry, intellectual grasping of um, of subjects depending on a certain given data. You know what we learn. This is called knowing accordingly in the scripts. And that that goes really deep. The right understanding part uh, goes really deep, because there, there's a lot of talk about that. But that's that's the basics, um, and. There are a lot of things possible when your mind is free from all impurities, and which you can develop more through meditation. I think that's one of the best parts of meditation is that it helps you shed all of these things. You know, all of these negative, negative parts of our that really aren't part of us. But it helps you shed that and leave behind in which we really are. so that's really it. Again, I'll repeat the Noble Eightfold Path. Again, they're spoken and said differently in many, many different ways, but we have, let's review the eight. Let's see if you can remember them. What's the first one? Right understanding. The second one will be right thought. So let's do it this way. I have an understanding first that, I ha- that I'm going to have right thoughts. And the third one will be how I speak those thoughts. So I have an understanding of my thoughts and I'm going to speak them in a wise, noble way. And how am I gonna do that? By taking the right action, by taking a step forward with my speech, by stepping into the right livelihood, number five, doing things that are meaningful, And I'm going to continue to make right efforts in doing that livelihood. And while I'm doing it, I'm going to have right mindfulness throughout the whole course. And I'm going to develop right concentration as I do that. So putting these eight together will absolutely positively keep you on this nice, clean, happy path. And when you are in doubt, or in times of desperation, my suggestion would be to get yourself a Pinterest account and create a new channel and make it highly spiritual. And look up things like uh, the, the Noble Eightfold Path, the no- Four Noble Truths, Buddhism, uh it doesn't matter and you can you can follow the muslim tradition you can follow the christian catholic religions it doesn't make a difference all of them point to a lot of the same stuff which is living living your best life and to become the best person you were meant to be and i personally think one of the ways that can help you get there it's helped me a lot is to follow the noble eightfold path